You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast, the coronavirus sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating this crisis of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Deeds. What's going on, man? It looks like I'm standing behind you in the background because uh, I've got... My <laughs> logo, my branding. That's, For all of you that, that's pretty good. All of you that listen, I'm telling you, man, the video, the video is where it's at. You can find our videos. If you go to whoagnv.tv, it'll take you directly to our playlist. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook and stuff, but like, I love, I love the video format of the podcast and... I appreciate our uh, iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and everywhere else listeners, but man, like you miss my you miss my really cool green screen backgrounds when you're not, you know. We've got some really good guest backgrounds too. Yeah, we have. Just like today's guest, which is Krista Brown of FTG Food Truck. Krista, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, then there's the cat. that happens a lot these days i like your background your background is very very colorful thank you very uh bob's burgers there you go we sell tons of burgers so we figured it was the most appropriate let's keep it fun and light even though i do need to do a branded one for sure there you go (laughs) so hey krista have you ever thought about like expanding your food truck to like a physical location one day maybe one day for sure maybe one day well, <laughs> let me tell you, our friends at Collier's International Gainesville could help you when you're ready to do that. Hey, everybody, I don't know, have you noticed those blue Collier's International signs all over Gainesville? Those are the signs of progress, my friends. Collier's Gainesville is the region's top commercial real estate team. When you need to buy or sell commercial land or buildings, find a new space for your business, hint, hint, uh, or lease out a property you own, turn to Collier's Gainesville. They close more than 60 deals a year. Shouldn't yours be one of them? Mm-hmm. Check out all of their services. Check out all of their services at colliers.com slash Gainesville. Just so grateful for their support. Absolutely. And Krista, if you ever moved into this hypothetical restaurant, you may need help with pest control, right? Yes. Yes. We live in Florida. Right? That's right. And there's no one better to call than our friends at Brooker Pest Control. <laughs> Brooker Pest Control services all your pest control needs in Gainesville and the surrounding area. These guys take care of our 12,000 square foot dealership at New Scooters for Less. They're absolutely amazing. So if you get tired of pests getting inside your house or your business, give them a call at 352-378-2433 or find them online at brookerpestcontrol.com. They'll hook you up. You just re- see what I realized here? Look, like if I put my head right here on this background with it, it looks yeah. like an <laughs> emoji. That's good. Sorry, sorry for my squir- my squirrel moment. Broker uh, Broker Pest Control knows all about squirrels and pantries, <laughs> and, uh, and you should absolutely support our sponsors. You got I like trying to find these like segues and kind of working in the guests like into the script a little bit. It's kind of fun. Keeps so, it fun. Keeps it fresh. Yeah, Krista, thanks for entertaining me with with that with our sponsor scripts. That was a lot of fun. But no, seriously, guys, <laughs> thanks so much for your support. And let's let's get into today's show with Krista. Um, 
you know, it's, I, I'm super, super interested just to kind of hear how this whole thing has a, affected your business, Krista. So, um, why don't you get, just go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about, about your business and, uh, and then kind of the initial impact. So, uh, of what happened with the coronavirus. Yeah. So we are FTG food truck. Um, we're a food truck and we're also a mobile catering company. So fortunately for us, opening the food truck didn't really change. It's a takeout only situation. We hadn't even gotten the chance to even get seating yet uh, for our lots. So that was kind of just a little bullet that was dodged um, by not having to be able to use them. Um, so the biggest impact is since we were a catering company, we were going to be feeding um, UF baseball before their travel games. So no more baseball, no more catering, and no more travel games. And a catering order, you know, dollar amount is much better than you know one person picking up a burger at the food truck. So that was a huge hit. Um, for us and even even potentially in the future with not knowing how weddings are going to go, not knowing how galas are going to be, um, a couple ones that we were going to participate in and we just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but like I said, fortunately, we haven't been able to, we needed to close. We are a food truck, so our overhead is much lower, uh, which was the reason why we did it. Um, and then we will hopefully um like one day like i said we're gonna we need an office space and that kind of stuff so i'm happy we hadn't done it yet but we've been fortunate enough to have one of our amazing amazing clients who is a vet pharmaceutical rep and so we've been feeding every like almost every vet clinic in town um right now so that was like <laughs> thank you <laughs> so so far it's been it was just a challenge to just see kind of all that all those invoices just float off into the distance and not knowing if we were gonna ever get them back. Um, so we've been steady pushing right now and then it was great that so many homeowners associations let food trucks go to different neighborhoods and to help people stay home, social distance, and with not having to go to grocery stores. So that's been great too. And the same with going to different essential businesses that would open and we're pretty flexible. We'll go to almost anywhere depending on the size. Um, just because we know we'll take anything we can get for the most part. Well, dude, like, I mean, I haven't really heard of this happening yet, which is really cool, but there's definitely been no food trucks in my neighborhood. I mean, we did have, well, I, we had the sweet dreams. We had the sweet dreams of fire truck come through our neighborhood mm -hmm. a couple times, which is yeah. cool. But I would all be about a food truck showing up on like, you know, Friday night would be perfect. To be honest, I get, I get the whole, yeah. I, get the, I get the whole neighborhood over here. I'll tell you that right now. So is this like, I mean, did that require you guys kind of reaching out to some of the HOAs or they came to you or like, how did that happen? Both. Um, we let, we did our neighborhood first. Um, so that was kind of, we just reached out to our, I mean, we already knew them. So we were like, Hey, why don't we come out? We have a really large population of people who were over 65 in our neighborhood. So it helped them. So they were super open, open with it. Um, and then slowly but surely after posting about it and just being super diligent with posting every day about us coming out to neighborhoods, then we just, we started getting calls in about or emails about people having us come out. So it's been kind of both. Yeah. It's like, the adult I, adult version of ice cream trucks. <laughs> yes, there was, there, was, there was one guy in my neighborhood who was on the board who was like really pushing it. And he was like, I want you guys to come out. I mean, I was like, listen, we got to pay these HOA dues. So you, you want us here, I promise. <laughs> 
that's cool so tell me a little bit like is it just is it just you like how many team members do you have or so technically it's just myself and my boyfriend hunter um he's worked with me at almost every single other catering location that we've ever worked at so we were the ones who started it and then sometimes our we have a roommate so he'll come help us just kind of do a cashier but other than that it's mostly us and we have people reach out to be delivery drivers but it was just we gotta keep costs as low as possible and just make sure we could even survive <laughs> unfortunately so there's only three of us two and a half and when the catering side of things like just to make sure that I'm clear was like that that wasn't a pivot that was something that you were already doing or was that something that happened because of uh COVID-19 I was already doing it. So okay. we were doing, we had mostly done like smaller lunches. We're, we do everything out of the food truck. It's 26 feet. So it's a larger food trailer than most. So we built it out that way we could do that. Um, so we did a lot of like 25 person lunches. And like I said, we were going to start baseball. We did like one or I think maybe one or two orders with them before we had to stop. Um, so it was something we were already doing. Did you just want to get into the food truck business? Like what, like, I'm kind of curious. Uh, we haven't like really, you know, with these coronavirus sessions, we haven't like really dived deep into like people's stories because we're trying to like really kind of focus on the impact and how this has been affecting their business. But I, I'm always super curious about the story. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you even got a food truck. <laughs> So we had just, like I said, we'd worked for a couple other catering companies in town, all great, still support them all. It was just slowly but surely, you're just kind of like, okay, like we're booking all this stuff for other people. And we got the opportunity to, we were looking around at restaurant spaces. It was just, it was, it was like a big, it would have been a big leap to just go straight into going into a kitchen. So we were just thinking about it more. And my whole life has been surrounded by food. And I've worked in kitchens since I was like 14. Um, so I knew like just such the struggle that you, that the, all restaurant owners go through and it's stressful. And we were like, why don't we just do a food truck? Like we'll build it out. We know exactly what we want. Um, we got great support from Hunter's family. So we just one day just pulled the trigger and we're like, let's go, let's just do it now or never. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a food truck one day. That's we should, we should. So what was that timeline like for you? Like I, like I know you worked for these other catering companies, but when did you make the decision to go into this and, and when were you looking to go, you know, full force before all this happened? So I wasn't going to jump in right away. I had a position that I liked and it was more going to be, we re we did the food truck as a way to start to grow the brand and then to just slowly transition into being a catering company and almost either to, like 10 year plan, have a smaller food truck and then the other one just be like our catering kitchen. Um, so it was probably, had it, it, take, it took about, oh, how long did it take to build? I don't remember. But I think we started last January was like, we were emailing the trailer company, uh, going through blueprints and figuring that out. And it wasn't done till September and then by November, I'd made the decision to go into the company full time because I was the one who was going around for all these other companies and Hunter was more of kind of like just mostly in the kitchen. So I knew how to have that rapport and talk to people and sell us and sell food. Um, so by November, I was like, we got to, I got to go in at hundred percent if we're going to like do this. Um, so it took like a nine, what month is that? 11 months to fully kind of go. 
So then what's going through your mind as this, uh, the COVID stuff starts to unfold? We're like mid-February, late February, mid-March. Are you like, oh my gosh, is this like the worst timing possible? Or did you, did you stay pretty steady about it? I, Hunter's much more calm than I am. So I was a little like, seriously, because we didn't fully, we opened in December, but it was the holidays. So it was like, we weren't really that, everyone's like, I, I don't have money. I need to go Christmas shopping. We didn't fully like open consistently to like mid January and then boom, all that happened. And that's when we were getting all these small catering contracts. And I was like, perfect. And then all I had happened, I was like, right now. <laughs> so, like, you couldn't wait <laughs> until like summer would slow for us. <laughs> so that was the worst part is this is like a big season catering wise um, normally. So it was just awkward. So yeah, that's got to be pretty maddening. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you don't have a lot of history to kind of like look back at? I mean, like, I mean, in terms of like focusing on, hey, like our sales, our sales down, our sales up. I mean, do you not, do you not really know? Like, are you guys like how is how is that how has that been? Because I mean, it's it's easy for everybody to kind of assume, okay, like all business is down, sales are down. Right. But I mean, if if you know. Are you just comparing to like February, <laughs> you know? Well, or... yeah, now it's it's like comparing. We'll we've also ch- we also changed locations where we parked right before it happened. So we were in from just like figuring out which lot works better for us. So that's been something that we could kind of track. We're like, hey, it's the second this one location we'll park on uh, the corner of 39th Avenue and 241, so just all the way to the end of 39th, and that got way more traffic than when we parked next to the Spring Hill Publix. So we've been able to do that. But of course, if we go to neighborhoods, so then it's comparing neighborhoods. So it's like, what neighborhood did I make, that we make more of, or that we have more of a reaction to? Was the timing weird? Um, so it's really hard to do sales-wise just because it's been three months. But we definitely, it's just, it's all situational. So I, I know a lot of these neighborhoods won't allow it once it all happens again, because they've told us. Um, so it's really just sales are, it's still, we're still just watching them. It's like, okay, what's gonna happen next month when something else opens? It's just odd. I want you to come to my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live, Colin? I will be there. <laughs> no hopper. Oldest act party. Yeah, no, no hopper station. I don't know, is that it? Well, yeah, I, it would just be trees over there. That's the only thing that we'd get nervous about. Trade? Right? We have it's such a big trailer, and it's like there's a part on top where if we get a tree, it would like not be great for us. So that's all like any low hanging trees. That's usually our biggest. Not issue. in my neighborhood. You'd be good. Sweet. We gotta figure. We gotta figure this out. Yeah. Listen. So I I know you're. I know that you're well connected uh, in the catering industry, but I'm not, I'm curious, like, is there any like food truck wars going on? Do you guys compete for territory? And, and on top of that, like one of the themes that we've had on the, on these coronavirus sessions has been about our community and how even within industries, they support each other. So I'm kind of curious if you've been able to lean on other trucks to see how they're doing and kind of judge, judge your own based off of that. Yeah, I mean, every other food truck owner I know for the most part is they've been super supportive. Um, I've checked in on some of them um, that will sometimes be in their neighborhoods and they were like, oh yeah, we just weren't here this weekend. We'll come and talk. But um, there's been a ton of support. I mean, even just, I mean, all the pages, Eat Gainesville's page, word of mouth, restaurant word of mouth, 
so many people are trying to support these smaller businesses. And even for me, I almost want people to go to more restaurants because I know it's harder. Um, so I, 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 it's, there's no wars that I know of, but, <laughs> but that could be, <laughs> I know some people are always happy with other people being around, but, um, we don't have a ton of like direct, like we don't have an exact food truck that does really what we do. Um, so I think that makes it easier. And tell me real quick, I'm curious, what, what does the FTG stand for? Um, fresh transformative grub. So all of our stuff, we make completely fresh. Um, I like to say the only thing in our freezer is French fries, because I'm not making French fries. (laughs) (laughs) Not my thing. Um, But all of our sauces are made by us. All of our, and the buns, I I buy buns. Um, And um, all of our chicken is hand cut, hand breaded, never frozen. Even with our catering wise, I don't have anything in cans. So the fresh was very important. And then the food truck has different twists on like tailgate foods. That's kind of where the like transformative came into it. And then it's just grub food. Like it's burgers and grilled cheeses and chicken tacos, but the shell of it is actually chicken. It's just like, it's grub. (laughs) (laughs) And it was FTG. So we were like food truck gang or for the gators because our logo is a gator. So there's also playfulness in there. Yeah. So do you have any, any big plans for, for the future? I mean, looking ahead towards the rest of the year, I mean, a, a lot of unknowns at this, at this point, like where's your mindset at? How are you approaching uh, the rest of 2020? I mean, we're just kind of going as we go. We know we're going to just keep opening um, as much as we can, as long as we keep getting good feedback. Um, it's just mostly catering wise, excuse me, we're just kind of like, let's not heavily, I'm not going to like heavily push for brides to like come with us right now or stuff like that. Like they don't even know if they're going to get married right now. So it's more like putting that part on hold and focusing more on just growing the brand and being open when we can. This week we've got a lot of orders, so we're not going to be open, but we've been able to hopefully get a decal on our trailer. So it's kind of just like, we're taking the time to just build and not focus on so many other aspects at once yeah when, when you're going out like are people i mean going to these neighborhoods are are people lining up six feet apart with their masks on like are you guys masked up like how's the you know is there is there that fear of you know getting food sneezed on or anything like that i mean what's what's um, that like we tape off um, wherever we open and we even will tape off menus six feet apart that way if people are looking at the menu they don't have to kind of huddle around each other we also do online ordering and that kind of stuff that way you don't even have to pay me there you can just wait but we've we're all ma- since the mask had become more required we're all of us wear masks we've always been gloved up it's a rule um and then just every time if someone has to sign our ipad we lice all that guy off in between people and just we're so fortunate that's the three of us and we all live in one household already so we know if one of us if thankfully that hasn't happened if anyone wasn't feeling well we just wouldn't open um but we haven't had too big of a problem with crowds only one neighborhood where there was a lot of people but they were all pretty good at staying distant i don't think i saw anyone really on top of another person um and they've been pretty good and I haven't had too much only my neighborhood did we get a little bit of like 
before masks were really required and were right over, you know, a hot brittle, um, where they were like, you know, why aren't you wearing masks? And then we ended up doing this whole, um, like, take out COVID-19 FAQ sheet to put on our food truck. That way people know, like, if you're concerned, like, these are the facts that they are right now, which is why we haven't had masks on. But like I said, we were always gloved up and always trying to keep people spaced out. So it hasn't been too much of a issue, yeah. safety-wise. And it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you guys are going to be be okay. I mean, it sounds like you've been able to stir up enough business to make sure that you're going to get through this thing. Um, I mean, is that, is that accurate or has, has there been any fear of man, like mate, we just started this business a few months ago. Now that this, this stupid virus could be the thing that's going to tank us. I mean, has there been any of that fear at all for you or are you not? Yeah, definitely before the neighborhood started. Um, and then before we got all these uh, bookings for the vet clinics, it was like, what are we gonna do? Um, but I think we're gonna be fine. Um, we're just trying to just keep going. And um, like I said, we're fortunate that we're it's just us and we're one house. So it's just kind of like as long as we can keep our lights on here, it's easier than us like trying to lose the truck um, or something like that. So I think I feel confident that we'll be okay. Um, but we feel for anyone in a different position. And I hope one day, like hopefully at some point in time, we can even employ some of the people, especially even some of our friends who've worked, who worked in restaurants um, who weren't able to work because their restaurants were closed. So even if we can help them one day, hopefully, and be like, hey, like I can actually hire you. Um, that'll be great, but it's just, we, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> What's uh? What's one thing that you think is going to stick for you guys is like the new normal? Um, I think as long as, um, as long as everyone lets us, we'd still go to neighborhoods. I which was never something we were really ever like pushed to do. We are fortunate that we had, we have a lot, we have two lots. So we never really had to worry about like going to certain businesses or something like that. It was kind of like we had a restaurant. It was just on wheels. Um, so it'll be, we'll probably go to more places than what we were originally planning on. That's cool. cool. We got to wrap up in a minute. Um, Mike, do you have any other questions, man? Yeah. I just have to slide in at least one more food question. I mean, do you use any, any extra time that you may have gotten to do like find yourself tinkering with recipes or, uh, you know, brainstorming new ideas or anything? Are you pretty well set on this is what I want to do? No, we even, we were already thinking of changing our menu after the summer. Um, so even, so now we've just been using the time to have a different burger special and I know we're going to do something with some garlic toast soon. And, um, so we, we always do that. We're just two huge food people. So even at home, we're always like, Ooh, like, let's try to make this burger. We found this sauce. Maybe we can make it better and have a different special. So we'll use our specials for that to like experiment, to experiment like on people, (laughs) um, to get their opinions. So yeah, we do a lot of menu just, we get, we're around it all the time. So we're like, okay, I kind of want to try something different. And so we tinker a lot. Do you, do you ever actually get inspiration from Bob's Burgers? <laughs> we have the Bob's Burgers Burger Cookbook. <laughs> okay. One day we sat down 
we were just we were at home and i was and we're like let's go through it so we got we took a bunch of pictures of them we were like okay we can definitely do that one can't do the baby you can try my car burger so that's fine but <laughs> we actually have we talked talked about a few of the ones on there that are like realistic for us to do it's like one of my dream jobs would just be coming up with punny names for for burgers like that <laughs> I know, and I—they're so good, and I get so sad because I'm like, I don't want to, I can't, I can't take the names. Because everyone will be like, that's <laughs> so. We'll try to like have some, or at least the names will like have something to do with something. Like we have a Jeremy Burger, who is our roommate, because one day he wanted chicken tenders on his burger, so we did our two hand-breaded, um, hand-breaded chicken tenders with two patties. Um, we did a grilled cheese that had chicken tenders in it and <laughs> so what name so what's the what's the like, yeah what's the craziest one you can remember doing the so most we, outlandish we did a four patty grilled cheese and our grilled cheese has like bacon and our maple bourbon date jam and then our cheeses and then we did four patties and chicken tenders and the bacon onto one grilled cheese and that's been like the most insane where you're like who's gonna eat that (laughs) someone will eat it (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm hungry (laughs) me too man seriously um so what's your what's your favorite food truck that's not your own um that's not my own i would say my no i'm just kidding um, I love Tinker. I, they were actually one of our first customers. Um, I went to them the Sunday before we opened for the first time. They're super sweet. Got, always going to love cilantro tacos from being just around their truck before at different food truck rallies. Those are probably just like substantial top two that I'll be like, I really want it and I need it now. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I, I have Yeah, go ahead. I haven't asked anybody this question yet, uh, but uh, I'm kind of curious because now we're getting to the point where we're a few, you know, we're, 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 I mean, at the time of this recording, we're a good, what, uh, March, April, I mean, mean, we're two months in, we're really two months in, by the time this releases, we'll be like, well, into three months in, you know, two and a half months into this thing. What are, like, what are you missing? Like, is there anything that you're missing right now that you would? from a restaurant standpoint or a place that you normally go, going to the park or like whatever it might be, what are you missing? So our, the one thing we've always talked about, cause we've all gone to a lot, Hunter's gone to La Fiesta his whole life. So we were like, one, when La Fiesta wasn't open, we were like, why? But we just miss like sitting down, like with the fresh chips and like the fresh salsa and just being with his family and just like hearing like the sizzle plate of a fajita plate is just like heaven so that's probably like number one thing but i think we might be going tomorrow and i was like okay <laughs> so that's like been the one i miss the most and just like seeing a lot of my friends um whenever we go downtown and stuff and try to relive our glory days Very good. Mike, yeah. all right so i got i've got one last one yeah one last one i think I'm going to say one last one and I'm going to get another one, but no. So as we do this podcast, a lot of times people compare Gainesville to, to other cities like Austin, Texas, Boulder, Colorado, some in California. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because I think a lot of those cities also have really good food truck scenes. Oh, so yeah. So I'm curious about the growth of food trucks in Gainesville because it does seem like more and more kind of popping up. Um, you know, what, what we're missing to kind of compete with those other cities on those levels. 
um, and, and maybe what's attributing to that growth? So I always say, and this was just based off of doing events, I would always say Gainesville is always like a few years behind. Um, so you'll see catering trends that were really like popular in 2012, like just now showing up or something like that. So it's, I think it's just been the city accepting it too and just people like understanding what it is and maybe having gone to those other places and been like, oh my gosh, like this is a food truck and it's good. I still have people who are like, I don't understand why you get food out of a truck. And it's like, well, it's still, it's still a kitchen. Like, I have to follow the same rules. <laughs> I just don't have a dining room. Um, so I just think it's people becoming more accepting. And then I think having, like myself, I came here for just for college and decided to stay. I think it's more and more people who decided to, like, stay in Gainesville and being like, hey, I'm from South Florida, where my old place where I'm from would have food truck rallies on Fridays. And it's just, like, I think it's just community acceptance of, like, understanding what a food truck is and knowing that it's good and the understanding the convenience, but still supporting, you know, other restaurants too. For sure. Was there, I mean, I'm trying to think of how long like food trucks, the food truck scene has been in, in Gainesville. I don't really, I mean, does anybody really know? Mike, do you have any idea? Yeah, I don't. I was like, I've tried to, I mean, I moved here in 2011 and I don't really remember seeing it, but I was such a college kid where you usually don't like leave your bubble yeah. of like Archer Road. So if there was, I just didn't know about them, but I've seen some where I've researched and like looked at other people's menus where like, they look like they've been around for five years, but I don't know. I don't know how accurate it is yeah. or something yeah. like that, where they could have been open the whole time, just maybe like not had a Facebook or yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of curious. Like, I mean, my, 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 I instantly like perked up when I heard you saying, you know, that, you know, maybe Gainesville is like a little bit behind some, some other places. And so I kind of go yeah. like, is that a community acceptance thing? Is that uh, being, you know, our, our local government being slow, uh, not wanting to adapt and evolve to the changing times and being stuck in our old ways. Like, I, so I just I just get curious around those things and and I don't you know it's funny because I would say yeah traditionally like that's part of it but I definitely feel like now there's this push to be a step ahead of everybody else and I know that yeah. we're, and we're not like you know I, I I think I think there's times where we try to be like with like the automated bus and like these little you know these like little things I think there's times where we try to be but we still have a lot of foundation building to yeah. do before we can really start to get like ahead of the curve. And, and I, and I think you're right uh, that, that we are, that we are a little bit kind of behind the time. Well, yeah, if everyone's comfortable, that's kind of the easiest thing to do is just keep doing the way you're doing it. So I just think it's, it'll just take time. And I think it's grown huge. I mean, I obviously don't want them to become oversaturated with food trucks because I like to be one of them. Right. <laughs> but I also if someone wants to do it and it's a and my my dad always says like it's such a millennial thing that you could only open a food truck and like not open a restaurant <laughs> and I was like no like that was a choice to just do it was a financially reasonable thing to do um and I just think the more that the population changes and grows everything will change I mean I know nothing's the same as it was even almost 10 years ago when I moved here so yeah, I've been here 20 years and it's definitely changed quite a bit in that time. So, uh, I mean, 
that's what's cool is that it's exciting. We're, we're going to see changes and, you know, businesses like ours, you know, we get to, we get to play a role in that and, and the future mm-hmm. of what Gainesville will be, you know, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. This was a lot of fun to have you on the show. So thanks for coming yeah. on and joining us. Why don't you tell everybody where they can, you know, find you where that's normally if, you know, you said they could order online. I mean, mm-hmm. and yeah, know, so we, are you guys like posting your spots, posting your locations on Facebook and that kind of thing or what? Yeah. So you can follow at FTG Gainesville on Instagram and Facebook. I try to post at least one bulk schedule um, in the beginning of the week. And then every day that we are open, I also post the times and the locations. Um, FTGGainesville.com has our Instagram attached to it too. So it's pretty easy to keep up there. And then our online ordering site, which is FTGFoodTruck.Square.Site. Um, is where you order. Awesome. So we pretty, pretty quick and pretty easy. Or you can call me. <laughs> What's the number? True. 561-460-7606. It's South Florida, but I promise it's me and we are in Gainesville. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Krista, thanks again so much. This is a lot of fun. No, thank and you. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, you know, share our podcast, leave us a review. Uh, go to whoagnb.com, buy a shirt. Um, I haven't thrown this one out there in a few episodes, but if you just want to support us financially, send a little donation, you can do so by sending me a Venmo at Colin Austin, C-O-L-L-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N. We appreciate any donations to help keep this podcast going on. And of course, major thank you to all of our sponsors who continue to be really the, the core making this show continue uh they're the they are absolutely the fuel for this so um thank you so much everybody thank you for listening this is the whoa gnv podcast the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa give us your best whoa krista thank you did you give us one i didn't see it did you give us a whoa i thought i did oh my gosh can't Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa. We will see you later, everybody. Bye. <laughs>